Welcome to the Having a Nosy podcast. I'm Georgia Gadsby, the founder of Having a Nosy, and this is our first ever episode, which is really exciting. So this podcast is all about interviewing inspiring, yet regular people we can all relate to about their creative ventures and social issues that really matter to them. Today, I'm interviewing Charlotte Johnston, an incredibly talented graphic designer with loads of experience under her belt and also a really close friend of mine. She's worked with publications like Noctis Magazine, and she's now a graphic designer for a major sports retailer. So I'm going to be picking her brains about interning while at university, how she juggled it all, life after university, and how she feels about female workspaces and her experiences working in female-dominated environments. So again, welcome to the first episode of the Having a Nosy podcast. I'm super excited that you're listening, and we hope that you enjoy it. You've worked everywhere from Slingshot to Pro Direct. Do you want to start kind of your journey and like tell us how you yeah. began in a way? Okay, so I came to uni and I hadn't really done any work before, like ever. And so this first year it was all about learning for me and like the programs and stuff like that. And then over the summer I thought I really want to get, because I was seeing other people doing work, my fellow what are they called? Colleagues? Colleagues. Colleagues in my class. <laughs> and I saw them all doing work and I was like, oh, I want to get in on this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why aren't I doing this? So I was like, right, I'll do that. So I emailed a lot of companies, had a lot of people say, yeah, come do an internship with me. And then... Just fell through. Yep. Just, ne- just never heard from them yeah, again. I and we've all experienced that. That was really point. annoying. Because especially when it was like... The main one was one in London, and I was really excited, and I was mm. like, yeah, yeah, I even told a couple of people. Oh, I think I remember yeah. you mentioning this. Yeah, actually. this was really early on, and I was like, oh, amazing, I can go and do like a month or a few mm. weeks, whatever. And from their point of view, they were really keen as well, and yeah. so I was like, okay, great, the this is going to happen. Instead, yeah. yeah. And then all I literally did was ask to confirm it and stuff like that, and then never heard back. They ghosted you. Absolute ghosted me. <laughs> rude (laughs) and your hopes just get yeah and I was like so then I stopped for a bit and I was just not really doing much and just thinking oh like I'm not good enough whatever Mm. so I was like right I need to do this and I've been seeing a lot of people freelancing from home remotely and stuff like that and I was like well this is something I'd want to do then because going to London is just so expensive anyway especially if I'm all the way down here so I was like yeah definitely if I do it remotely then I could probably afford it so then I got in contact with a couple of places and that's when I got the magazine yeah. I don't know if I can say names or <laughs> it's up to you <laughs> you can say names um, I'll say Noctis so yeah I started um designing for Noctis which was just they get editorial submissions and then they just send them forward with all the credits and stuff and you just create some graphics for them and because I have an interest in fashion and stuff this was a really good stepping stone yeah, to bring that into what point. I was doing yeah because mm. I hadn't really done anything fashion based second year I did a project with the student fashion designer which was really good and that kind of started off and I was mm. like I definitely wanted to get into fashion and graphics somehow yeah so then yeah I did some of them still emailing around because obviously that was just over was summer as well. yeah that was unpaid so I was like right I want to see if there's anything else I could do but because it was fun easy I suppose you have to kind of start out from the bottom mm. don't you like if you For sure. it's like everyone says you can't get work unless you've got some work experience and it's yeah, like yeah. a terrible spiral but if you do unpaid work, then that can lead to paid work. Yeah. It's frustrating, but then you end up doing it for ages. Yeah, so because it was remote as well, 
it wasn't half the problem because I wasn't spending any money to do it. Yeah, and for like people that don't know as well, we're in Plymouth, we're based down here. So yeah. for us, that's what, three and a half hour journey to London? Yeah, and the time isn't yeah. even the problem. The money is yeah. just so expensive. The yeah. trains are just ridiculous. Like 60 quid single. It's yeah, ridiculous. and to even get in to London for like a good working time, mm. you're still talking like you'd have to leave at five in the morning. Yeah. Absolutely not. Mm. And back home, I could go closer being in Swindon, but because that's a a commuter's place it's still like 60 quid yeah for a return like it's yeah. just ridiculous it is mad like the train prices like back home i live 45 minutes from london i'm mm. from um well i'd get the train from huntingdon but i'm from around peterborough area right. and it takes 45 minutes on a fast train and it costs you 35 pounds yeah time. like how extortionate is that considering it costs 60 pounds from, from here yeah, yeah. and mad. the time difference yeah it's so it's crazy yeah, that was pretty good. And then I started emailing a few more and I managed to get in with... I'd say they were like a PR fashion mm. agency, I think yeah. they call themselves, and which was really good. And we started talking about a little uh, graphics campaign, but at the time... I had loads of free time. Yeah. Like, I wasn't doing anything else. So I said, yes, yes, yes. Mm. And then it kind of got sidetracked by having an actual client brief. So they had a client at the time who wanted a rebrand. And they passed it on to me and said it would be paid and everything, which was great. Mm. So I did that and really enjoyed it. It was... Um, it was a good learning curve because I'd never worked like professionally as sign up mm. and they were very particular on what they wanted so I had to do a lot of changes to make the logo type and everything very so original. Kind of understanding how the process of it all works yeah, in and the like, industry. Yeah, exactly. And having someone like, no, I want this, I want that. Whereas mm. when I'd worked with people before, I kind of just... I got what they wanted and they were happy. Like, whereas mm. this was such a specific thing that they wanted. Yeah. It had to be a fully... Lot of yeah. Mm. So that was quite good. And then I've done some other stuff. Yeah. And I've just kind of, like, tried to keep myself busy alongside uni work. Just to build my CV. Because, like you say... It's so important. It's so important. And there's because... so many people that are struggling to find jobs. So yeah. It's ridiculous. Like... Yeah, definitely. So while you're at uni, building your portfolio is essential. Yeah. And I must admit, sometimes I've been busy, but I've still got good grades yeah, so yeah. it's not like you it's know people can do it because that's yeah. what i find a lot of people oh how do you manage it? like it is possible i'm not the most motivated person in the world as mm. well so i feel like if i can find time to do freelancing and still get good grades mm. other people can as well yeah definitely 100%. and i'm glad i did do that because i feel like if i hadn't i wouldn't be anywhere near where i am now yeah and i'd oh be 10 goodness. times yeah. more stressed yeah because 100%. of it oh i can completely relate to that and you've obviously like you said you've done so much work experience right mm. uni and everything like freelancing going into london actually doing yeah. work there what's been i would i wouldn't say your favorite but your most valuable experience like what have you um, taken the most from i would probably say noctis yeah because it went from doing the graphics and the editor she was so lovely mm. like so lovely when i think that's if, so important yeah well. if i ever mm. like needed any help or anything or if i was like oh, I can't do this, she would be absolutely fine. And I think the magazine itself is built off a lot of freelancers, so mm. it's no one's main job. Yeah. So everyone is in the same boat. Everyone understands that they have other things to do and stuff like that. And, like, mm. the time that they gave you to do the editorials, I think it was something like 10 days once yeah, you've received it. Plenty mm. of time. Considering once you get good at it, it takes, like, 20 minutes if yeah. that like depending Especially on how long the editorial is well. you don't want to be spending all your time yeah on it. you want whoever's hired you to be flexible around what yeah, you're absolutely. doing yeah absolutely yeah and it was good because 
sometimes at uni we'd have like research on stuff like that and I wasn't getting a creative outlet so mm. I was like doing that kind of thing because I was having a lot of friends like oh I'm not doing anything creative and I'm like get a freelance job then you will it doesn't have to be easy it could just it could be hard but if you're getting that creative what's outlet, outlet yeah. yeah then there's nothing wrong with and it it's benefiting you as well if you're like you say you're at uni and you're doing I don't know like a dissertation or an essay and you're so bored and especially if you're doing a creative degree and you want to do something that kind of sparks a bit mm. of passion why not do something that's going to benefit your CV as well yeah exa- exactly and then going what made that so great is getting close to the editor she actually allowed me to then become in control of the submissions because mm. the feature editor we had left so she came to me and asked if I'd be happy to take it on and I was just like yeah why not sounds good and so I was able to run the email mm. get in the submissions choose the best ones mm. email get all the credits yeah. and stuff like that and, and it was like really a little nice. mini promotion yeah but yeah the pay yeah, rise. yeah but with no pay rise <laughs> but like it wasn't bad because it never got asked oh have you got any editorials ready oh have yeah you got and it was always like let me know if we're not getting any submission mm. it was never like aimed at me yeah. not getting on with it which is great it was great to not have someone you know next to you like oh can can you do this can you do this? so i would say that was probably my best one and what about on the opposite end your worst one or your least valuable um, didn't take much from probably i say due to like bad experience as well is when as previously mentioned i did that uh client work for that pi agency mm. and by the time because it took quite a long time to finish that project mm. And, and was it, it was the paid one, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. that was paid, so that was priority, really. Yeah. And even the woman I worked with was like, oh, this is priority, do this before we start doing anything else. And it got to the point that it did take a good few months to finish that one. Yeah. So then when it came round to it, and we were in talks of the graphics, like, Instagram project... I just didn't have any time because... Yeah. Uni's in full swing. Yeah, like, we're, I was in the third year now. Mm. Like, because this was obviously back in the summer and mm. things were very slow, so it was fine. But then, you know, I come back into 2019, I'm packed with stuff. Yeah. I've got uni going on. And, like, when I had accepted the role, obviously I was free. Mm. You know, if it, it was back sense. then... Yeah, if that client brief hadn't happened, it would have been done. Mm. Absolutely. But I just didn't have the time. And obviously, I don't want... I am here to do uni. Mm-hmm. I don't want to jeopardise that. Yeah, of course. So I kind of let them know in a very professional, lovely way. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't... And I'm, and personally, I think if you hire a student, you have to understand... They are a student. That they are a student contracts. and they have other stuff to do. And they will never be able to prioritise your work. So at the end of the day, we're paying nine grand, or for everyone that's a bit younger than us, nine thousand twenty. To, was it 9,250 or something like that? that? But it, it's going up every year and we're paying all this money to get this degree. Yeah, and I'm not going to Yeah, I'm not going to jeopardize it just yeah. for some oh, free work, man. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. and so I was happy to do it before, but then yeah, when it came to it and I actually saw like the list of stuff, it was like it was going to take me a lot of time. Yeah, and learning. and there were a couple of things on there that I didn't have to, how to do either. So I would have mm. had to talk myself. I would have had to do a lot of work. And I was just and like... this is alongside university, but also Noctis as well. Yeah, so I do that work. anyway. And mm. then I'd actually... So back in summer when I was emailing all these places, in January, or maybe late December, I actually got a reply from a magazine in London mm. who wanted me to come in. Yeah. And, I, and so that was happening. And obviously... 
they were going to pay for my travel and everything yeah. so that would be very valuable so mm-hmm. I was like what's more valuable you this know? PR agency when you don't even want to go into PR yeah that's free work or free going and hard for work as yeah. well yeah mm. or going and actually going into the studio going into London which mm. has always been a dream so I was like obviously I'm going to do that so I kind of did that before and then yeah let them know and it was a very negative like response mm. it did make me feel like obviously really bad and it was very much so along the lines of oh well you know we didn't have to give you that paid work that we gave you and then I was just like I didn't I didn't ask for it like I didn't ask for it Mm. like I didn't say to you do you have any paid work for me like I want it they They Mm. offered it so like don't come back on me and say you know we yeah. gave you this and you know kind of making me feel bad saying they had offices in all these different countries and they offered me this and now I can't even do that for them and I just kind of demeaning it me. was really bad and mm. I remember yeah sharing it with Electra as well because mm. I was feeling really bad about it and they were just like let it go yes yeah, so you don't want to be involved with someone like that oh like, yeah if they can't be professional then their company won't last yeah them. like it was yeah. a really like bad email and I wasn't especially after all the work you've done yeah for them as well yeah and obviously working for that client yeah that paid me but it also helped them because they would have had to do it or they would have had to get someone else to do it so it wasn't just for me that I wasn't the only one getting something out of it 100% and it kind of brings us on to the other topic that we were going to discuss which is kind of what pops into my head now about this is do you think obviously because you gave up because you wanted this other opportunity and Mm -hmm. you didn't have the time you wanted to put your studies first it makes me wonder whether they would have had that same negative response if you were a man. Mm. Which is really and would she to me. have sent that email that was quite strongly worded and demeaning? Kind of, yeah, demeaning. Would she have sent that to someone in their third guy, year? Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, like a like a man, um, who's well, how old were you at the time? Twenty. 22? 22, yeah. 22, 22, a, a male 22 year old in his third year of uni working at first level, like wanting to get mm-hmm. that first bachelor's degree and doing other freelance jobs on the side and offered a magazine job in London. It makes me wonder whether they would have been like, okay, good luck with that. Have yeah. Fun. Whereas because you're a woman. It's just an interesting perspective to think about. Yeah. Mm. Well, you should say that because when I was doing the client work for them, I would have obviously like regular Skype calls to talk about the designs and stuff. And sometimes they were a little like demeaning, but I didn't take that badly because it's all learning. Like I was learning from it. And at the end of the day, you are kind of an intern or a freelancer at like bottom of the pile, still a student. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a lot of things of like, oh, when I've worked with a designer before, they've done this. And Mm. I've been like, well, everyone's different. Yeah. And also I'm still a student, so I haven't been in that design industry yeah and they're probably paying you a lot less than they pay well yeah yeah exactly Mm. and so yeah and I did wonder like when we were having these conversations whether it would have been different different Mm. but it's an interesting thing to think about but then it's also interesting because like you say she the woman that owns this PR company was Mm. a woman so yeah it's almost like is it kind of innate bias in a way that yeah. she doesn't even realize that she's doing it and it's i can understand in some ways their i mean not really like their disrespect but their frustration if someone's just left and they've got to find someone else but then you've got to think like you've had all you've been given all these fantastic mm. opportunities and you've got to take them if a man said, oh, I've been given all these fantastic opportunities, would mm. they turn around and say, no, you can't take those because you've yeah. got this job? It's, it's a kind of, 
I don't know if a double-edged sword is the right way to describe yeah. it. Mm. Very interesting. Do you prefer working under men or working under women? Um, well, obviously, when I was in London doing that one, that was um, a guy, and mm. he was really nice. Yeah, so that didn't make any difference, really. Yeah. I think, obviously, when it's always a guy, it's always a little bit like... Obviously, with women, it's easier to relate to them. Yeah, definitely. And I think the majority that I have worked for have been women yeah probably apart from that one and obviously now where i work mm. has been women so i did it hasn't made as much difference yeah. to me yeah but obviously when i was at the magazine i wasn't the only woman so mm. it was the editor who yeah. was also a woman so i feel like maybe if i went into a fully dominated male yeah environment i would maybe feel a lot more uh-oh, subconscious like, but it's almost like we shouldn't because we know that we've We've worked hard, you know, we've got the yeah. job wherever we're working, so why yeah. should that intimidate us? I mean, I'm having that issue at the moment where, I mean, I wouldn't call it an issue, but I'm going into a job role in the next few weeks where I went for the interview and I noticed that the environment, because I'm in marketing as opposed to Charlotte, who's in graphic design, um, but I noticed that the environment and the department that I was going to be working in was largely male-dominated mm-hmm. and, like, men in suits and right. very kind of intimidating. Whereas I've done all these creative internships and I've worked with a, in, like, two different companies. I mean, way more than two, but these two specific companies were... It had, like, a team of, like, ten women and only yeah. women, no men. The only yeah. male presence in that office was the dog. <laughs> so, like, it's, it's going to be, like, a... It's something that I'm quite nervous about. Yeah. But it's like, we shouldn't be. Yeah. Well, starting it, obviously, when I went for my into Pro Direct, they, mm. it was like two males who interviewed me. Yeah. And obviously, I saw a few females around, but I didn't know much about the teams and stuff. Yeah. But it, they were lovely. And I think mm. it's, it depends on the environment as well, because it's a very chilled workspace. Like, yeah, like you say definitely. with the suits, there's no suits yeah. in Pro Direct. Yeah. <laughs> It's sportswear, as you can imagine. Yeah. So everybody's very chilled and they all seem very nice. And, like, one that interviewed me, I actually saw him yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, hi. He was like, oh, you're here. I'm so happy. He oh, was really nice and so stuff. Funny. So, yeah. And, and I've obviously got... I'm in a team mm. and I work with another designer, but above us, it is male. Yeah. And my manager is male, but I haven't met him yet. Yeah. But, like, the communications I've had with him, he's been lovely. He hasn't said anything. That's so nice. I think... And it makes me wonder as well if men in the creative industry almost are much more kind of liberal and like yeah more aware. Like, I yeah, feel like more yeah, aware. Definitely, I have. I really haven't had that many experience in industry with men generally. Mm. All my internships have been female dominated, and I just it's quite intimidating to go from working in all these really lovely female environments where everyone's chatting everyone's making each other cups of tea and everyone's just like oh how are you and people like you feel like you'd have more in common with so like conversation would be a lot easier to go from that to go to a work environment that has some women but is fairly male dominated yeah and from my perspective as well i did do it's just come into my head a short weeks long work experience at a local newspaper mm-hmm. once and it was like there was an office 
which was all men. And I remember asking right. another intern who was there and saying, and she was female. And I was saying like, oh, who's what's in that office? And she was like, oh, those are the managers and the bosses and the headquarters. Right. And it was all men. And it wasn't an intimidating environment. And I met some lovely guys that worked there who were so sweet. But it was just a bit, it like, it was almost like there was a visible glass ceiling. Mm. But that, again, that wasn't a creative industry. That was a local newspaper. Yeah. And then where I'm going to work in the next few weeks isn't a creative industry necessarily. It's yeah. more um, financial-based and profit and all that kind of thing. So it almost is like the creative industry is such a nice place to work if you're a woman. Yeah. I, my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I have noticed that with all the freelance stuff I've done. It has... I don't know if that's personally because of what I've wanted to get into, but obviously mm. apart from that one... Yeah. I find that if I have a female boss, I don't mind if with, like, constructive criticism, which I don't know, it sounds really mm. silly, but when I get constructive criticism, which obviously you get a lot when you're working in a creative yeah. industry, because like, it's, it's all about your personal perspective. Like, if you send something that you love and then they don't like Oh, oh absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's always about amendments and things like that. And I find, like, if a woman, like, a head of a department who's a woman who's my boss comes back to me and says, like, oh, do you mind changing this? Or yeah. all this constructive criticism, like, I don't like this. I kind of respect it which yeah. and obviously I will respect it from a male um, boss but it's almost it comes across to me as quite demeaning the amendments that I have had from men in right. certain situations so I don't know maybe that's a perspective in my head that I need to change mm. it's just all very interesting and I think it'll be yeah. really interesting to see how that changes moving from the creative industry yeah definitely into a different one well, it's like, it's funny what you say about, um, obviously, bias, because yeah. I literally had that the other day, where someone was like, I like that, so I did it, mm. and then someone else was like, oh, I don't like that, huh? And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And, and it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. It is. My boyfriend always says, he's like, he never understands my degree, and he's mm. like, I don't understand how they mark it. Yeah. He's always like, I don't get it, because surely it's just personal preference. Yeah. I'm like, well, obviously, there is, like, learning outcomes and what you have to achieve. Yeah. But, yeah, in terms of final products and final brands and stuff like that, you mm. know, if they don't like it... You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, like, you're going to get a shit mark, and because... Yeah, and that's the thing with the creative industry as well. Like, you've just got to do... And it's similar at uni, I find, because, like, mm. you know, you get your boss in, like, an employment mm-hmm. or in an internship or freelance or whatever, and they say to you, you need to do it this way because I'm the boss and this is the way I like it, yeah. which is 100% fair enough. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're in uni... And your lecturer says, yeah. I want you to do it this way. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do it that way. But they're saying it. At the end of the day, they're the ones marking it. So if you don't do it their way, yeah. you're a bit fucked. This <laughs> is like the struggle with the FMP I've been feeling. Because I like mm. I know what I want to achieve with this. Yeah. I want something that's cool, fresh, it's going to look good in my portfolio. And then when I've spoken to Chips, like, it's all about like, oh, this whole brand world thing. And like, yeah. oh, you need to do this really dig deep. And it's mm. like, but nothing is that deep. Yeah. Nothing visual is that deep. Yeah. Because it's visual. Yeah. Okay, sometimes they can have deeper meanings. But most of the time... When you're working in e-commerce as well. Yeah. Like, it, you've got shoes. Like, yeah. how deep can shoes get? <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, oh... She's very much like that, my chair, but... Yeah. I, yeah. I suppose, in a way, it mirrors industry, though. If you think, if you picture your lecturers as your boss, mm. you know that you need to do what they say at the end of the day. You could want to do something and go in a completely different direction, but you yeah. can't, because that's not what the boss wants. Yeah, so, in a way, charge. I suppose it's kind of preparing us 
But then on the other end of the stick, we're paying nine grand yeah. to be told what to do. And I think <laughs> previously I've been very open to doing what they say, but when mm. it's my final major project, yeah. like that's supposed to really mean something to you. Yeah, and it's, it's like about what you love. Yeah, it? and mm. you want, and like because it's such a big project, it's like whatever you create. If you don't love it. Mm. then you're not going to get it done. Yeah, 100%. You're going to slack off and you're not yeah. going to put the effort in. Yeah, which it you. happens so easily. Mm. I've been feeling it a lot lately and then I just kind of had to be like, do you know what? I've got to finish this. I'm going to finish it how I want to finish it. Yeah. And, well, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully it should be okay. And then I suppose kind of the last question that I'd have for you is what's your plan after uni obviously you've got a graduate job which is absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. but what's maybe your plans just when you go into that job what are you going to be doing so before this like same as you I was always like London London because (laughs) not just because it's a great city but because there's more opportunities like being down here in Plymouth wow we yeah there is such nothing. a lack <laughs> like if you want like one job everyone's fi- like everyone in your yeah fighting exactly for there's and, nothing and like when i came down i was so up for coming to Plymouth until i started working yeah and doing freelance stuff and like looking to maybe work like i did do a couple week placement in um plymouth at that um agency oh uh, oh yeah yeah which was fun mm. and they do some really cool stuff but it's not what you want no and they were currently doing a project for the location they were in in plymouth and i yeah, was like very local everything creative yeah like when local. you find a branding agency obviously they're branding something locally like yeah. and it's just like whether it's like a sports we're in devon like there's nothing here <laughs> <laughs> so it's like oh it was a bit stressful yeah but obviously I got pushed, luckily, into applying for this job, which at first I was like, oh no, don't want to work for a sports company, thanks, yeah. I'm lazy, like, like, I, I just like trainers and wearing gym clothes not around, around the house, yeah. <laughs> not to go to the gym, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm not going to, and then I actually got pushed by someone at the uni who works yeah. for, like, the kind of careers department, yeah, yeah, mm. and she, like, helps students and stuff like that, she actually helped me get that two-week placement, which was part of her yeah. project, so I've always had a really good relationship with her. She was like, oh, I think it's really good for you. And I was like, oh, really? Mm. Wasn't sure. And then she was like, well, you, it comes with like mine and Cabal's recommendation. And yeah. I was like, well, you know, I might as well give it a go. Because obviously before that and even then, I was stressing hard about jobs as we yeah. all were. As soon yeah. as you enter third year, it just becomes it's stress like, central. You're like, oh my God, what happens at the end of this? Because a uni year in my eyes is like, 15 minutes yeah it's so like quick. It's so quick. <laughs> I, I remember coming to uni and being like oh my god three years of my life how am I gonna so cope long. like yeah. what the hell yeah and now, now I'm like slow down slow down slow down yeah. I don't have time <laughs> and so yeah when it started everyone's like jobs job, job. and there is such a massive thing about uni students and having to get a job straight after uni yeah like it I wish it didn't exist mm. because it would take a lot of pressure off yeah but it's that whole thing of like people finishing uni just going home getting yeah. a dead end job like, like working it's a, yeah like, it's a mm. real thing that people stress about and but people judge oh my god 100% and I feel like I mean I'm lucky enough as well like you to have a graduate job and I'm so mm. thankful for it but if I didn't honestly and even before I had this graduate job locked down I was so stressed that just yeah mainly stressed about what other people would think of me and yeah. going home and like maybe having to work in retail I, for yeah like months. I'd be embarrassed like I'd feel yeah. so embarrassed yeah, you've gone and got this degree 
and now you're working in Tesco. Like, and you know what? At the end of the day, that is absolutely fine. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, I'm not saying... It's not, what I'm saying as well is I wish it didn't exist because yeah. I think it is unfair for the people yeah. who aren't lucky enough. Like, yeah. if you just are not lucky and, like... Because I, I feel like... Obviously, I have worked and stuff, but I do feel like I'm very lucky to have like, got this. Yeah, massively. Obviously, I have worked hard and I had... This, work, hard I, work pays off. Yeah, I had way. what they mm. needed, which is obviously great, but mm. there was a chance that I could have not. Like, if I hadn't got this one, there could have been... No other jobs. No other jobs. Mm. And I could have... And, like, back home, I live in a village, not even a bus route. Like, yeah, really <laughs> it's, like, a couple of miles before I can even get into civilization. Yeah. I think a lot of people that live in cities, if you live in, like places like London or Birmingham or Manchester or anywhere like that and you know like people that live in those places I think maybe don't understand necessarily what it's like for people that do live yeah. in small villages both of us we both come from very small villages yeah. outside of London and it is expensive for one to get into oh, London if yeah. you want a job absolutely B, there's absolutely no jobs in this little village at yeah all, yeah um unless you want to work at a corner shop I don't even have um, a corner shop. Yeah, like, you're, you don't even have a corner shop. I have, like, a pub. I feel privileged I don't to even have a pub. I literally have a pub, which I'm definitely not going to work in. <laughs> oh, my God. You could do, like, graphic design for the pub. <laughs> literally. I like the uh, monthly newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's sent out to everyone in the village. God. Yeah. I think people don't understand how difficult it is it is for us as yeah. well. I mean, I don't want to be like all down on myself, but particularly for people that don't drive, I don't have a license. I yeah, yeah. how would I get anywhere? So yeah. and, and I don't have the means or the money to pay for driving lessons either. So mm-hmm. it's just it's a like a vicious cycle, I think, for yeah. people that don't live or don't have the means to get to places where the work is. Yeah, exactly. So we're lucky enough to have thought of like a plan and manage to like find jobs down here. But Yeah. I just, I feel terrible for the people that will have to go home and maybe work in the pub, as we say. And yeah. just try and make ends meet until they can go to those places with jobs. Yeah. Like, it's, and then they might feel like I was it's, it, it's quite a harsh reality, yeah. really. I feel like that is what most people do. Mm. I am very lucky to have got this one. And what I've said before, because I've always been like, after, well, it was after speaking to you, when you mentioned, oh, staying in Plymouth for a year or two yeah. to save, then moving to like London stuff. Because yeah. I had looked at so many places in London. It's just extortionate. I, I didn't want to live in a crack den, to and be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, you go on right move and you search and you go from low to high and it's all garages. It's or like car parking They spaces. call them like studios but they're literally like a toilet yeah it's and they're like oh yeah bed. you could fit a bed in that so can you yeah like a small single <laughs> yeah a blow up, oh, mattress, blow up mattress, right. mattress that you fold on the corner <laughs> like against the honestly it, uh, i was just like and i was getting stressed looking at all that and then having to work out how much i'd have to get paid to be yeah. able to afford to live in this crack den and i was like, like you'd need like 35 pounds <laughs> literally <laughs> and i was like i just can't and i was like i can't deal with that stress yeah. and like part of the reason i came to me for uni because I knew there'd be less stress yeah. than moving to London because I remember at the uni I was looking at going to, I looked at their halls and stuff and they were like 20 minutes out of London. Yeah, you have to get a tube. I and mean, I was like, yeah. oh God, that's so stressful. And and at the point of joining uni, I wasn't confident like I am now. Yeah. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And I was like, if I go to London, I'm scared I'm going to fuck it up yeah. and leave yeah. and come home. And I didn't want to do that. So Plymouth was the choice that I could be in a city. It was small. I knew someone who was coming to Plymouth as yeah. well from my college. It was just like a safer bet yeah. for where I was in my life. Definitely. But yeah, obviously, so I got this job. I even said leaving the interview. I could see myself working there for years. Yeah, like, you did say that to me I was well. like... You could be there for five years and be happy. Yeah, yeah. and because obviously I was thinking when I went there, I thought, oh, maybe a year, 
maybe mm. two, and yeah. then I'm off to bloody London, get me yeah. out of here. But then I was there, and like they even said in my interview that the company should really be based in London because of the size and yeah. what it is. Mm. But luckily enough for me and for the people who work there, it's down here yeah. because obviously it's cheaper to yeah, rent definitely. and stuff like that. Because like most people, when they ask where it is, you're like Newton Abbott, and they're like, sorry, where the hell is Newton Abbott? Yeah, like, like what is, is that? that? You would think it would be in London. So for me, the job is probably, so, I, like, I don't even know if Perfect. I'd get this kind of job in London because working, there's so much competition yeah there. working mm. in a fashion route working in with brands who mm. I admire I'm obsessed with I wear yeah. every single day yeah. I don't know if I would jump into that role in London, London. and mm. obviously I'm a, coming as a junior graphic designer like in London I might have come in as an intern yeah minimum wage like teas and coffees and exactly not day. actually like something I did yesterday even on my second day like I mentioned to you creating that creative thing that I was talking about yeah Mm. would I be doing that on my second day in London absolutely not I'd be going buying someone lunch yeah 100% like on my first day I was taken out for lunch yeah yeah would I have got that in London probably not I would be out buying someone else's lunch yeah so I just think it was perfect and then obviously yeah and so years to come Really, I yeah. think I'm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not setting. I'm not setting anything. Yeah. But obviously, we've got a year in Plymouth, which I am so excited for. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so excited. It's gonna be the best, and we're gonna have the cutest house. Yeah. Um, and all our plants. Yeah. They're gonna be like our little children. Oh my god. I've stop. already got seven. We're gonna have like we're gonna put our plants like all in the living room. Oh, gonna, and it's gonna be like a garden. Oh, like oh, room. oxygen. We're just gonna be breathing in the most stunning air we've ever oh tasted. Oh my god, speak as we've ever tasted. <laughs> I pretend to taste my air. It's like trying It'll be mind. so fresh. You'll taste how fresh it is. <laughs> I'll be like breathing leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know that like video where that lady is like in her room and it's like you walk into your room and she's just like in, in all of this all stuff and she's like hey that'll be us with like plants <laughs> oh my god the woman in all the kids yeah yeah that'll be us just surrounded like in like a jungle yeah I would like, love that though so as you can see we have a good life plan going yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, well thank you so much for coming no on to the podcast. You're our first guest, so I really appreciate I'm it. I'm excited. Yes, I'm really excited to see how your career goes in the future oh, as well. Thanks. You too. I think it's gonna be big. Oh thanks. we'll and both be uh striving. Oh, I hope so. To be our best. Oh my god. Selves. I hope so. Well, thank you very much for coming. No problem. On. Loved it. <laughs>